0: what's up guys how's it going welcome back to another episode of channel chasers and this week we are coming at you talking about the latest uh, to wrap up disney plus original series the mandalorian of course as always i'm your host jay from Miss jays reviews and of course joining me is my co-host my good friend my self-proclaimed sidekick brian kersey how you doing tonight brian
1: hello peoples hopefully you can hear me this is
0: yep we can and that's great because we are here to talk about the mandalorian this is a show that i have been excited since it was announced since prior to its announcement it's been uh like in a bunch of different stages all throughout i'm a huge hardcore star wars fan uh before we get started uh First off, uh, greetings to everyone in the Omniverse. Thank you guys for the good reception of the whole like channel chains over, for those of you guys who are watching this in the video version on YouTube. We really appreciate that. Indeed. And also, hello to everyone listening to us on the different podcast platforms. We are officially on Apple Podcasts now. We're in the big leagues, Brian. <laughs> Woo! This is really exciting and again, I just want to Say thank you to everybody who's supporting us in this, like, newer venture. Uh, Apologies for, like, the audio quality stuff. You know, obviously, we're still kind of in the early stages of this, so there are bound to be kinks here and there. And uh, we apologize for missing out on last week. I was really sick, and I had no voice. And you can't really record a podcast if you don't have a voice. And if you hear me cough periodically throughout this, I'm still kind of fighting the remnants of that cold, so apologies in advance. But also overall, you know it
1: was the holiday and all.
0: Yeah, it is the holiday. We did give you guys an episode on Christmas Eve, so give us credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that was fun. And uh it seems like you guys liked it too. So we again appreciate the support for this new adventure. But yeah, Brian, so you just finished it recently, so let's hear what you got what you thought about the Mandalorian season one.
1: Well, just quick side note my history i i grew up with the original trilogy uh like i still somewhere in the back closet somewhere have the vhs bundle of the original trilogy i used to watch it growing up all the time
0: i have those too is it the the gold box set or is it the Mm -hmm. regular box set nice i have the gold one too
1: the one with darth vader's face on it yep yeah, I have
0: the very one,
1: and I used to watch it all the time growing up. Of course, I was still a kid, so when when the and when episode one came out, so when that came out, I was like, "Okay, this is different, but still cool. i like it."
0: <coughs> yeah, um, and then
1: and good. then t- and then two came out, and I was like, "No, this is not good." Uh, completely avoided three in the theater. Uh, really,
0: three is actually really good. It, honestly, three is one of my favorites. It holds up. It, there's still some rough parts, yes, but I will. I'll defend three. Three is actually really good.
1: I've. Mo- I think I've mostly watched it in passing since, and I like it. Just back then, it was. It was fatigue.
0: Like no, I. I, I feel that. I feel that I mean with me it's kind of a similar story uh my uncle is a massive Star Wars fan and so I grew up just watching the original trilogy on repeat and like I was like seven when the uh Phantom Menace came out so this was my first ever experience watching like Star Wars movies in the theaters so we went like every year to the new releases Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith um Attack of the Clones, I still think is horrible, but it gave us the Clone Wars, which is arguably one of my favorite things to come out of Star Wars ever, so, like, I'll take the good with the bad, and I feel like that's kind of just my opinion on Star Wars overall, Uh, you know. uh, We were going to do a Cinema Seekers holiday special episode talking about the Disney trilogy, but again, I got sick, so that kind of fell through, and, you know, Brian didn't have time during the holidays to watch Rise of Skywalker, so you know, uh, you know, that fell through, but uh, just kind of giving general thoughts overall, honestly you know, the Disney stuff is kind of hit or miss for me there's some stuff I really like like, I still think The Force Awakens is great um, Last Jedi Um, I have very negative opinions on The Last Jedi, and I honestly really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker like, J.J. did the best he could with what he was given, and I really enjoyed that movie for what it was Was it perfect? Um, No, but I really enjoyed it.
1: For me, for me, I saw Force Awakens in the theater. Loved it. Still do. Um, Last Jedi, I kept hearing bad things upon bad things, and all my friends venting about how pissed they were, including Jay. So... I was just like, um, okay. So, like, I just...
0: I, you guys, I'm I am the resident pessimist of the podcast. But keep in mind, I don't like go out of my way to hate things that I usually love. Okay, just just, just no, just, just as a clear barometer. So when I was like fuming at the mouth, like this shit, nope, nope.
1: So they ruined it. It, it took me a long. Long time to finally see Last Jedi. And basically my thoughts were there was some good, there was some bad, but ultimately the film was depressing and redundant.
0: And it just didn't feel like a Star Wars film.
1: But you know what does
0: feel like Star Wars through and through? The Mandalorian. Which
1: which by the way, just FYI, I still have yet to see Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going to go into detail about that. But yeah, so that this brings us to our main subject of the podcast this week, which is, of course, The Mandalorian, which, man, you want to talk about something that feels straight up Star Wars? This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got Star Wars mixing with, like, yeah. classic Western vibes, and I absolutely love it.
1: As it is, though, a show that I don't review because I have, like, a, nine-to-five job, so I have to get up early, and so by the time it's time for me to actually review and release it, it wouldn't be feasible. Uh, I still do it with High School Musical musical Series and Harley Quinn, but those get um, meddling reviews, too, and those are on a Friday, so yep. I don't have to get up the next day for work, but Anyway, so watching The Mandalorian, I wasn't on it each week, but I watched it in like three chunks, three, four chunks. Yep. And when I did watch it, I really enjoyed it, especially a little kawaii little addition to the Star And Wars I mean, universe. like
0: all, all throughout, like, you know, Brian and I are in an RP group where we like do uh, role playing games and stuff every week with, our, you know, a group of friends of ours and, uh, you know myself and our buddy Alec are like the two hardcore, hardcore Star Wars men. We're all, we were just constantly gushing about how good The Mandalorian is. Like, it is so good. Especially if you are a fan of, like, Mandalorian culture, um, and like, all that extended lore stuff, which I'm glad (laughs) they've actually like, resurrected a lot of, like, The Legend continuity and fitted it into um, you know, modern Disney Star Wars canon, so that's pretty dope. Um, and they just open up a lot, a lot of doors here. And, like, this show <coughs> proves to us that, like, you don't need heavy dialogue to make a good show. Um, You know, um, our main protagonist, Din Djarin, a.k.a. The Mando, he is a man of very few words. But, man, his actions definitely speak volumes.
1: I mean, there is very little dialogue in the first episode. And in the second one, I clocked it, and it's like eight minutes, before. <laughs> whereas the only dialogue that you hear
0: is like Jawanese. Yep, and I mean, like, I think I think that's really cool because, like, you get to know you know Mando's character, Din Jaran, like all throughout the show, but it's never through dialogue. It's never like exposition heavy. You just learn by how he acts, how he reacts to things. And mm-hmm. you know, various little flashbacks all throughout, and I think that's like the perfect way to tell a story. Uh, you know, one of the you know basic things you learn in screenwriting classes is like the first rule of writing is show, don't tell. And this is a masterclass of show, don't tell.
1: Indeed, like
0: it is just amazing. And they picked, like, the perfect time period to set this in. This takes place about five years after Return of the Jedi, so it's a pretty blank period. It's, you know, in that 30-year gap between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And so, like, the the Empire is, you know, still around, but it's kind of just the remnants, and we're still kind of learning how, like, the galaxy built itself back up into the New Republic and all that. So, again, there's a lot of interesting world-building And fun fact for you guys, this show didn't actually start off as The Mandalorian. It was originally going to be um, a series called Underworld that Lucas has had in development for like over a decade. And Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be an anthology series that followed several different Underworld related characters like bounty hunters, smugglers, spice runners and the like. Uh, But eventually it got like shifted around well, once Disney bought it, uh, they started, like, you know, mo- um, moving people and, like, finding, like, a re- the proper showrunner. And eventually, Favreau took it over, and we got The Mandalorian. Favreau the, you know, and Dave now. Filoni. Yeah, and Dave Filoni, for those of you guys who don't know, if you're, you know, not familiar with, like, Star Wars behind-the-scenes stuff, Dave Filoni is one of the creators of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which I said earlier, is my favorite thing to come out of Star Wars that's not the original trilogy. So, like, I already had faith in this. Um, this is, a lot of people like to say that, this, um, you know, Favreau and Filoni are kind of the new regime now that the sequel trilogy is well, over.
1: Well, they they have they have openly announced that from now on, they are heading the Star Wars universe which, in general.
0: Which is great because they clearly know what they're doing. There's a lot of love behind it. And it doesn't feel like a cash grab. As no. much as much as I liked like The Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy, it's good, but it doesn't necess- it doesn't feel necessary. But this stuff, like the Mandalorian, like the stuff I hear about the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi show, this all feels Mm-hmm. And I am really, like, excited to see what, you know, this whole, you know, group has to offer.
1: And also, one other note that we can get into without spoilers is, it is a wide-known fact that that Lucas pulled, for the original trilogy, he pulled a lot from... Like, cowboy and... Um, yeah,
0: westerns, old serials. Sa- uh, the Jedi Yeah, the Jedi itself are based off of, like, the Bushido Code and Samurai, which is why Darth Vader has a specific armor and iconography. Same with the and Mandalorian. Mandalorian
1: like, the Mandalorian TV show definitely returns to that feel, especially an episode directed by none other than Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas
0: Howard, yeah. I mean, it... That episode is straight up just the plot of Seven Samurai, but in Star Wars. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. You know, we spent the first 10 minutes just kind of gushing on Star Wars in general. Uh, This is your official spoiler alert. If you have not seen all eight episodes of The Mandalorian, what are you doing? The show is amazing. Um, use your free trial if you have to borrow somebody's Disney Plus password do what you gotta do, we're not here to judge you go watch um,
1: I did hear though that um, I forgot which service it is but if you have one particular phone service you get it for free
0: Verizon, Verizon gets a year for free um, I, I know that because Elizabeth has Verizon and that's how she got Disney Plus for a year for free um, alright cool but yeah So, go watch it. If you have Horizon, you have literally no excuse. You're getting it a year for free. So, go watch it. Then come back here on your commute, on your workout, whatever you want to do. If you want to listen to us, you know, gush about this amazing show, definitely, you know, we appreciate it. But that is your spoiler warning. Now, we're going to dive into full-on spoiler territory. Okay. So... Are the spoiler people gone? The spoiler free people gone? Good. Okay. Holy shit, man. What? Mm
1: -hmm. What? Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, my lord. Okay, so (laughs) let's start off with just kind of the characterization of Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal, man. This dude is amazing. This. Role itself just requires a lot of acting talent because, again, you can't just rely on well-written dialogue, which, let's be honest, Star Wars isn't famous for. So, like, this is definitely a more action-based role. Um, and you know what? He really pulls it off. You, don't, you only see his face one time. But I think that definitely helps kind of sell the impact of the moment. And it's just, wow.
1: Well, not only that, but that scene that scene alone not only impacts, like, the whole thing about him in the face. It also impacts him and his ongoing...
0: Hatred towards droids, yeah. Yeah. And I love how that's like, again, they connect it to like the prequel trilogy because, you know, this is during the era of the Clone Wars. So battle droids were in, you know, huge usage. So like it, it uh, <laughs> like seeing that, like that big flashback that we saw all throughout the series uh, was like, you know, his village being wiped out by super battle droids was kind of amazing because you, you know, you hear about the Clone Wars all the time. And, you know, we, we've we seen like obviously the episodes of the show And, you know, we've heard in passing in the original trilogy and stuff like that. But this, it really shows us kind of the scale of the Clone Wars and how much of an impact it had all throughout the galaxy. So I think that was really awesome that, like, they tied it in. Because, like, the Clone Wars is probably one of the most impactful conflicts in Star Wars history. So, like, I'm glad that, like, they tied that into, like, Din's history as a character. Awesome.
1: They... They brought in an IG-88 m- model droid. Yep, IG-11, played IG-11, by Taika Watiti.
0: which is pretty awesome. No, it's it's fine. IG-88 is the most recognizable IG unit. Easy mistake. Yeah, but... Yeah, IG-11 is pretty awesome. I loved him, and I loved Ta- his character arc.
1: Taika Watiti voicing him. Yep. Which, yep. oh my god, that, that man, it's just, that man is kind of <laughs> like a triple threat type guy. His, co-
0: his, co- his comedic timing is just amazing.
1: Well, not only that, but he's also an awesome director.
0: Yeah, right? Like, he directed I mean, the vo- finale,
1: IG, IG's biggest episode. He directed yep. it.
0: And I love all the Terminator homages all throughout that episode too. Like right down to like Ig's final moments being very similar to like the the lava thumbs up in T two. All
1: we needed was the thumbs up,
0: right? Oh man, it was so, that was so good. Um, and I mean, just the cast of characters we have—it's not mm-hmm. massive, but the ca- the characters that we do get are really amazing. So. You know, let's kind of just go through some of the smaller characters. Like, I loved Amy Sedaris' Engineer mm-hmm. um, that, was on Tat- that was on Tatooine. She was a lot of fun. And
1: I love how she was just, like, she seemed like the greedy character. She just seemed like the typical greedy, like, mechanic-type character. But then a character that we have yet to like actually officially confirm. Yeah, so yet.
0: yeah, so let's go. Let's go ahead and talk about him because he's super important. He's in the thumbnail. Uh, you know, he's the you know one of the big driving forces that got everybody just all about this show. He is a meme machine, and he's green. He's a little green meme machine, and he is just adorable. The cutest thing in the entire galaxy baby yoda Mm oh my goodness baby yoda
1: aka the kid
0: yep the child um and you know one of the one of the things that i will say i i got really annoyed by some people being like you shouldn't call him baby yoda like that's not his actual name he's not yoda I'm like, yeah, dude, I know he's not Yoda, but we do not know what Yoda species is called, and he is a baby, therefore, we're going to call him Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah, like... indeed, indeed. and we can talk more about him when we actually talk about him as a character, but just going back to Amy Sadar's character, seeing her interact with Baby Yoda and being, like, very protective, like,
0: Yeah, because like, how can you? How can you not? Like, how does that that little face not just change your mind about everything? Like, come on, man, you can't hurt that little face. Like, it's so cute. It's got a little wrinkled head. It's just so adorable. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. um, Like all throughout, we meet a lot of really interesting characters throughout the galaxy. So, of course, uh, we talked about Amy Sedaris' character, the mechanic. Uh, we got to meet some of Din's old crew, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, the crew that he used to run with. And, like, kind of, like, their new people, like, Bill Burr's character, who... That, man,
1: whole, that whole group is just familiar actors galore.
0: Yep, and it was like a rough. It was like kind of like a Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy type thing with how their group mm-hmm. was kind of structured, and I I really dug it. Um, and like the second Bill Burr dropped Yoda, I was baby Yoda. I was like, oh, he's he's gonna die. He's dying now. I hate you.
1: Yeah, Bill Burr, I've never really completely been always a fan of his stand-up comedy.
0: Yeah, he's kind of hit or miss for me too. I mean, but when he's funny, he is really funny.
1: Yeah, and his his character on on Mandalorian was awesome. It
0: was damn near perfect. Like he was kind of, he kind of reminded me of Yondu. Like I got I don't he, know about you, I got that vibe. Oh, a, a little,
1: but he's he's like what I imagine a young Yondu would have been.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, um, but but yeah, it's just like. It's just like he was a storm shooter, yep, like he, yeah, yeah, he I, was
0: like I, I, was an, I was an imperial uh, sharpshooter goes, that's not really saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper asshole.
1: Yeah, that was
0: awesome, where they actually addressed the whole fact that stormtroopers can't even... I mean, they address it a couple of times. Do you remember when, like in in the last episode that mm-hmm. like the two stormtroopers are just fucking around and they completely miss their target? Which is just
1: a tin can, yep. and they don't even hit it once two people oh
0: man, <laughs> that was hilarious, uh yeah, um so talking about other characters like the um, all throughout the journey
1: in that same crew, though, you also had Clancy Brown,
0: yeah, that was pretty awesome,
1: and also you had uh what was her name,
0: oh um, was it wasn't Yara. Uh, the... No, it it, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was like, no, it was, uh, it started, but it did start with a Y, but the Twi'lek chick, I know who you're talking about,
1: the yeah, Twi'lek but, chick. but, um, she was on Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, um, it wasn't uh, Yara, uh, Asha? Theon's sister, think... right?
1: No, Yara no, 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 is, no, 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 no Yara. The, the
0: wildling chick, it was the wildling chick, the wildling yeah. chick, right? Wasn't it the wildling chick? Yeah, it was Asha. It's the, the wildling chick that
1: protected Bran.
0: Yeah, yeah, her yeah, name yeah, is Asha. Asha. Yeah, yeah, Asha. That was but, Asha. See, see cuz they they changed it in Game of Thrones like the TV show because like it was uh, like fans were getting confused because um Asha is spelled with an A and um Theon's sister in the books her name is Osha. So it got confusing for TV people I guess. So yeah. they that's why her name was changed to Yara. But yeah, Asha was the Twi'lek chick who you know, had a um, like off again, on again ro- uh, romance with uh, Mando, which is pretty interesting.
1: And is his like crazy ex?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I love when they open the door and they see Baby Yoda, and he goes, and then Bill Burr's like, "Wait, did you two make that?" <laughs> yeah. And Baby I love Baby Yoda's, love Baby Yoda's just, the look on his face. He's like, "Oh, hey, Dad, who are your friends? Hey, how's it going?"
1: Yeah. And I don't know who he is, but I think I heard that the guy that played Asha's brother is somebody.
0: Yep. Also, fun fact for you guys, um, if you remember the uh Republic uh security guard that was uh yeah. that that got killed in um in the prison break in that episode, that's actually Matt Lesher, aka the voice of Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, if you weren't gonna mention it, I was.
0: I but, told you, I fucking love the Clone Wars. I was like, that's definitely something that I picked up on right off that.
1: But, but yeah, so, that whole crew was just awesome. Um, Really fun. That episode, you also got, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the dude's been everywhere. I know him most from Sons of Anarchy.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah,
1: yeah. He's the dude who hired Mando.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he's the he's the guy who was in charge of the old crew. Yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I can't place the guy's name either. Uh, if you guys want to tell us in uh, the feedback, definitely feel free to let us know, or you also know, in an email or whatever.
1: Also featured in that in that episode. Oh, I got his name if you want it. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, his name is Mark Boone Junior.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I remember, now I remember his name. But yeah, that
1: was that, and that was also cool. also in that episode is a is a droid zero, yep. voiced by Richard Ayade.
0: Yeah, with, that was really cool. I mean, they pulled a lot of great character actors like all throughout you know this first season
1: yeah uh also in that episode if if you remember um there was the there was the whole uh team of, like, oh yeah, reg- which,
0: yeah which, which- yeah which was the directors like i i know deborah chow was the female um i know ray fuka G- Ray Fukujima, I want to say his name is, um, was in there, and I know was it Favreau? Favreau was there too. Yeah, Feloni. No, Feloni. It was Faloni, not Favreau.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, F- Favreau's actually in it, but he's a different character. Yep. Another awesome one, like line character.
0: Yeah, I, I love I love whenever they can incorporate like the showrunner as like an extra. I think it's really fun.
1: Yeah, and he was an awesome character too. He was like the heavy hitter Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was it, the one that they got into a fight with.
1: That got his own like Mandalorian minigun. He was really,
0: yo, that was so awesome. And you know, it, it's kind of, it's a fun homage. I think I think that was a Predator reference. Cause you know Favreau was in the original Predator, and the whole thing with Predator was the, mini- <laughs> the mini, is the minigun. At least that—that hmm. that was what I thought. I thought that was a little Predator reference, but maybe, maybe that's just me reaching. Um. But uh, yeah, so going over like back over like kind of the main people that we you know m- meet throughout the galaxy. Uh, one of my personal favorites, and uh, this goes back to uh, probably my favorite episode of the season, is um. Uh, we meet Gina Carano's character Kara Dune,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: is a former Rebellion shock trooper from Alderaan, and like I've always been a huge fan of Gina Carano. I was one of those people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Gal, and she's amazing, and does a great job as Wonder Woman. But I was like a huge, um, like supporter of the like make Gina Carano Wonder Woman movement.
1: Me too. I was always um I was
0: always one of the people that was pushing for her
1: as an actress because I actually like her as an actress and I think that she was actually underutilized in Deadpool.
0: I definitely think so too. Um like she 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 can act really well and I mean like she proved that she she's got like good chops as an actress. As Kara mm-hmm. Dune. she had a lot she had a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Got to really see kind of the effects of war on a trooper and kind of like how strong like the pull of revenge can be, especially given like what the Empire did to her people.
1: Yes. And and talking about her makes me think about one of my like favorite scenes in the whole show. And oh, yeah? that's where Mando goes to confront her for the first time. He thinks that she's trying to capture him. She thinks that he's trying to capture her. They have this big epic fight, which ends yeah, on yeah, the and, and they end
0: up on a draw, and they end up in a draw. Uh, that was in a awesome. draw with their
1: blasters pointed at each other, and then you just hear a sip, and the yeah, camera pans and it's, up,
0: yeah, and it's just Baby Yoda little drinking his soup, like, "Hey guys, yep." That's one of my favorite memes. Just the look, just Baby Yoda with the soup.
1: Yeah, because they definitely like incorporate that
0: into the like sipping tea type. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It was it was pretty hilarious. Um, she, and also like uh, we get we get to um, she's also kind of the source of uh, seeing Baby Yoda tap into the dark side a little bit because, um, uh, you know mm-hmm. when uh, they're having that arm wrestling match. And like Mando's Mando's losing, and baby Yoda thinks she's getting hurt. Like, he's legit <laughs> force chokes Tara, and like Mando starts freaking out, like, No, 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 she's our friend, she's our friend, stop it, no, 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 down.
1: And he stops, to be yeah. fair, he stops. He does stop. Which, which, by the way, you talk about Yoda using the force and all that. I love that scene in the finale where they're, like, pinned down by the big bad and all that. And Carl Weathers is just like,
0: why don't you tell the little guy to use it? Do the magic use hand th- Come on. Hey, hey baby. Do, you do the magic hand thingy. Please. And do then the Baby Yoda thingy. just waves at him. He's just like, hey. Hi. And he's just like, no. Do the magic hand thingy. Uh but like when he does it man like yo this kid has crazy force potential like he held back an entire flame and pushed mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. I mean he went from struggling to levitate like you know a mud rhino thingy to like again holding back like and like force pushing an entire like fires worth of like just armed and just nuts. Yeah, like he that little dude took out
1: a flame trooper all by himself when the adults oh. were worried about it.
0: Yeah, it was nuts, man. Like it's little guys really grown and it's amazing. And yeah. I just I love like it it kind of reminds me of like it's so it, this might sound like a weird comparison. But once, like, once the Baby Yoda plotline started, the first thing I thought of was, like, oh, it's like Ice Age. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, like, you know, where like, you know, the gruff, seemingly, like, disgruntled people take care of this adorable little baby. They soften up and they, like, they learn, that like, you know, they learn different things about themselves and, you know, people they meet all throughout their journey. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I like this.
1: Yeah, and the smart, the smart A Carl Weathers is definitely kind of like their version of Sid the Sloth.
0: Yep, <laughs> I I really hope that, like we get to see more of this kind of like found family. And I mean, found family's always been a huge theme of Star Wars to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, you look you look at Anakin who started off as just a slave boy, and then you know he found family in the Jedi Order and eventually Padme, and then and... you know.
1: And also not to mention the whole fact that they actually put a twist on that, which is, oh yeah, a member of your
0: found family is actually your blood family. Yep. Yeah, your twin sister. Yeah, who you accidentally made out with. But we're not going to mention that anymore.
1: Nobody's. We're just going to
0: all collectively forget that happened and never address it. The only one who mentions it is Han, because Han's (laughs) like, wait a minute. You kissed him. <laughs> like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know what you're talking That's my brother. I, don't, I have no idea what you are talking about at all. <laughs> but anyway, um, that, speaking of found families, um, again, this w- I, one of the biggest things that I love is whenever Star Wars can really, like, expand on lore and, like, showcase mm-hmm. it. And uh, Mandalorian culture was on, you know, full display here. Like, the whole foundling system, earning pieces of your armor, Mm -hmm. earning earning a clan seal. A
1: a super bad-a, awesome, smaller character who's only credited as the armorer.
0: Yep, the Mandalorian Smith character, who is amazing...
1: Played by, believe it or not, um an actress named Emily Swallows, who also oh, cool. is known in the Geek Sphere, for playing oh, yeah? The Darkness, aka God's sister in Supernatural. Holy
0: shit. That was her damn. She is so cool.
1: Yes. You yeah, know. Speaking um, of uh, characters uh, I want to see return, yep. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we'll talk about this later, but there is one particular Mandalorian that I would love to see um, that Mm -hmm. um, that is played by a huge geek, um, geek actress um, who, um, you know, loves that character in particular and loves that part and has constantly been like, if you guys ever want me to play her again, I will play her again.
1: And um, also maybe another Mandalorian
0: that may have been hinted at but in a uh, scene. But the the, the uh, I'll go ahead and say it. The Mandalorian I am talking about is Bo Katan, aka the Mandalore. Um, the well, she was the current Mandalore because she earned the Dark Saber after, uh, like, or during the time of the rebellion, and Bo Katan. Was voiced by, in the Clone Wars, uh, one of my favorite geek actresses, Katie Sackhoff. And yeah. Katie Sackhoff loves that character. So I think she would definitely come back well, and focus on, because we need to know what happened to her in the first place, because, you know, we know the fate of the Darksaber and where it currently is. So something had to have happened to her.
1: By the way, you know that Mandalorian is set between episodes.
0: Um, oh, it's, no! It's set. It's set five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I know.
1: I said but, that. But yeah, um, some people are also considering that. Uh, I'm just talking about going in and saying what I was saying. Uh huh. Uh. Uh-huh. But with that.
0: Oh yeah, the, I mean everybody thought that uh, Gu- um, Gus Fring's character, um, Moff Gideon, was Boba Fett because uh, in that scene where like they collected um, Ming-Na's body, um, you-, you see the spurs and you hear the sound, and it's that's yeah. always been associated with Boba Fett. So, of Which course we, we never well, really
1: got an answer to that, so it's still to yeah,
0: him. And I mean, they could always do the Legends thing of where he made it out the Sarlacc pit. So, who knows?
1: Well, I mean, they were also on that planet.
0: Yeah. They were on Tatooine. So, it is, yeah. it is possible. Um, but, yeah, like. Which, by um, the way, which, by real the quick... way I, I was just about to say, like. That that's if, if there was one thing that pissed me off Is the fact that like They just kind of unceremoniously kill off Ming-Na And I'm like Don't tell me he's actually dead Especially not by that little shit
1: Yep Which like, by the way
0: just, You don't just get Ming-Na and kill her off Which by the way That little
1: shit Is actually kind of someone He's an up and coming that- Actor but he, his daddy like, is more he, famous
0: he looked like Nat wolf i thought that was nat wolf but it, i i remember looking no, it up and it um, was not him hit or alex wolf he's it, the, one of the bro- he's the, of the son
1: Knicks. he's the son of another like very popular character actor who's been in a lot of things but what for the geeks out there what he'd probably most be known for is cassie's stepfather on in the marvel movies
0: Oh from Ant-Man. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Um his his IRL son is the little shit that killed killed Mingna. Uh,
0: interesting. Yes. Alright, so um but, but so speaking of other characters, let's go ahead and talk about one of my other favorite characters, um, Quill the Quill the Ugnaught. Oh my god, that guy is awesome. I loved him. R.I.P. man. R.I.P.
1: Indeed. Indeed. And talk talk about an actor who has like come out of the crazy and been awesome.
0: Right? McNulty.
1: Yeah. I mean the first thing they that did after nuts. after he was like out of the crazy was he did that awesome movie Warrior. Yep. That awesome MMA movie.
0: It's, it's so funny because, like, it lo- the puppet kind of looked like him. So I was like, is that? That's not actually Nick Nolte. And then you told me, and I was like, oh, my God, that's actually Nick Nolte? Whoa.
1: Yeah, and he, he was just so awesome because he was, like, a guy where it's just, like, I've lived my life, and now I just want to do it. Know- yeah, right. I
0: just I, I just want to be in peace and I, wa- I want to help people and he, I also like that he was like very interested in the lore and like you know he like helped give us some information about Mandalorian culture you know and stuff like that like and the, also the whole story of the Mythostore and everything and also his stuff about like the war and how
1: he was a slave in the republic
0: yeah his his back and forth with cara was really interesting because obviously you know they were both on opposite sides of the war cara being a rebel and you know um you know quill being forced into indentured servitude on the empire side and like you know him kind of explaining he goes no you know i did my time i wasn't proud i wasn't you know proud of the side i served on but (laughs) but i did it for my people and I'm proud of my work, you know I earned my service and
1: i've and I've lived two lifetimes and paid my so debt
0: I, so i've I've earned my redemption, I've earned my rest, I don't need you to judge me, you know, and I, I really respect that, and you know at the end of the day, he was never out for anything, he just wanted to help his friend, help the child, and you know keep another Look. creature from being forced into slavery and
1: also look over his pets yep. his little dino pet things
0: yeah the blurgs the blurgs, the,
1: the blurgs which that was awesome but also gut riching when the when that like pterodactyl thing started attacking he's like get your hands yeah I was like her. no
0: yeah yo the pterosaur was pretty intense that whole thing was intense man like, they wiped out, like, that, that one guild member, and then, you know, uh, Carl Weathers got hurt, and then that's when Baby Yoda used his horse heel. Which, which is, that, also that, also goes awesome.
1: to, that also goes to Quill, because everyone was like, get the baby away, and Quill's like, no, wait.
0: He's powerful. Like, maybe he can help. And he just he wallowed over. I love that he wallows, man. Mm-hmm. It's just so cute. Mm-hmm. he wallowed over. He's like, mm-hmm. I got you. And then I I love Carl Weathers. He's like he's freaking out, he's paranoid, he goes, Oh no, he's trying to eat me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like he puts his little tiny hand on Carl Weathers' leg.
0: Yep. And then you hear like the force theme. I I really love how they like use old music cues, and it's not just like a nostalgia trip. I mean, obviously, like they, they use it on purpose, but how they use music in this show is really well done. Mm-hmm. Because I one... mean, because there's so little dialogue, music has to be such a strong driving force. All through. yeah.
1: One one character that I don't know if you want to get into just yet, who they use it a
0: lot with,
1: is uh, Gideon.
0: Oh yeah, they use a lot of the Imperial themes with him. Like it's a it's a big thing. Um and I, I really like I love that actor. Uh he's always been one of my favorites. Giancarlo Esposito. Um, yep. Gus Fring himself, The Mirror from Once Upon a Time, whatever you wanna, you know. Which know, talk know about like by. a
1: varied career.
0: <laughs> right? But, man, he has one hell of a presence. When he shows up in that baller-ass TIE Fighter, like, bro! And then comes out in, like, this,
1: like... Kind of looked like an upgraded Shadow Trooper-type
0: armor. Yeah. With the cape. And then... And then... On top of all that shit, we find out that this motherfucker... Has the motherfucking Darksaber. What? Uh, what? I have so many questions.
1: And then, and then also, one other side handed thing is uh, we hear about his character offhandedly from the two, from the two, like, Sand Trooper dudes. Yeah. When they're just, like, shooting the. Shit, waiting for everything. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: So it's like can I, can I can I see the can I see the creature? It is no L- last la last person last person who saw the creature without Mafia's permission. He just wiped out an entire battalion. I'm not trying to fuck with all that, man. I don't it, wanna live.
1: Apparently yeah, and apparently while we were going with them, he killed several stormtroopers just to prove a point. And then yep. he killed a general for interrupting him. Yep. It's like we're gonna be here a
0: while. He just killed the general by for interrupting him, so we can expect you tr- to be here a I'm, while. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not gonna call him; just to ask if you can see the creature." Don't worry about it. This is like we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> no, nah, man. Oh, he—he's so cool. I'm glad he didn't die because he has a—he has a like a lot of presence, and yeah. obviously he's got like a connection to Mando in his past. Because not because he knows. Mando's real name Din Djarin and like that means he has access he's had access to Mandalore's records like the founding registry and
1: and and by the way we didn't really mention it before but him saying Din Djarin is the first
0: time that we ever heard the Mandalorian's real name yep and I think you know something really cool that you know we can definitely talk about now um we don't we still don't really know what the Empire's plan for baby Yoda is. So, I'm I'm pretty sure Quill confirmed because apparently he worked in gene farms like while working with the Empire that baby Yoda is a nat- like is a natural born creature. So, he is a natural born Yoda species. So, I think um you know the obvious thing is of course um We saw the Imperial scientist that, like, was forced to, like, work on Baby Yoda. He had a Kaminoan um, emblem on his jacket. So he's obviously a cloner. So I I think the big plan was to try and clone Baby Yoda and, like, have an army of Yoda species (coughs) warriors, which, you know, it's going to be super difficult to begin with because, you know, uh, cloning a Force-sensitive is damn near impossible. Um because um, manipulating metachlorians is like a super advanced science. Um, which might be
1: different though if the whole race is connected to the Force. Exactly,
0: which, it, which would make it even more difficult. Like, I think you know, it would so, make it
1: easier though because it's just like if they naturally have the connection with the Force.
0: Yeah, but the thing is the connection to the Force is what makes cloning so much harder. That's why you can't really clone Force-sensitives.
1: But, anyway, we we never really know. Like, the Force
0: itself, like, interrupts cloning technology. Like, we don't ever see,
1: we don't ever see, like, a Sith Lord, so we don't even know if they're, like, proper Empire, or just, like, a remnant. Because, like they said, uh, Maz Gideon was infamously supposed to be...
0: Yeah, he was just a database worker, but
1: and he was supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they said it. So,
0: yeah, it, it, it's pretty much kind of like the equivalent of, like, leftover Nazi sympathizers after World War II. hmm Like, it's kind, it's kind of that same area. So I think, really, what season two is going to be, and I think that this, this is really awesome, considering where it's set, I think it's going to be Mando trying to, like, look into the history of the Jedi... And um, obviously, try to find the Jedi, or at least you know the Yoda species. So mm-hmm. we can either get info on Yoda species, which we do not have at all, because Yoda species famously, um, his home planet isn't even art um, isn't even recorded in the Jedi archives. Their um, their people just kind of show up to the Jedi Order when they're ready. And actually, Baby Yoda is the only known member of the Yoda species who has not actually who didn't actually become a Jedi, like, off-bat. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and I think this will be a cool thing because, obviously, we don't know much about, like, Luke's fledgling order post-Return of the Jedi. So we could learn, you know, little mm-hmm. inklings of what Luke's been up to and stuff like that, obviously, before the whole big Kylo catastrophe. Um, so... I think it could be really cool. I mean, Marvel's world building wise, Marvel's
1: proven that they have the technology to bring in older actors and de-age them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're gonna um, we're gonna get um, we're even gonna get like in the Obi wan Kenobi series, like Ewan McGregor is gonna have like they're gonna use like aging technology to make Ewan McGregor look like Alec Guinness, and we're gonna get a younger Luke Skywalker cast in there as well. So it's gonna be pretty awesome. Rumor is also that Hayden Christensen is going to show up in that show as well, um, in flashbacks of Anakin.
1: Interesting.
0: So, like, there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. For Star Wars. Also, we
1: could get to see, because um, I'm not mistaken, didn't Obi-Wan at one point have a wife?
0: Uh, he did not. Um, Obi-Wan had a long-time girlfriend who was the Duchess of Mandalore, but she was murdered by Darth Maul.
1: Oh. Yep. But you you it's never funny. know you never know the Star Wars universe is like the Winona Earp universe. Everyone has a secret wife sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Obi Wan got over ever got over Duchess Satine. Well, yeah. When 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 your when your wife was impaled by your mortal enemy, it's kind of it's kind of a tough one. You know, just kind of move on from that. But I mean, anyway. he almost left the Jef- He almost left the Jedi Order twice for her, like, like you know. Back, that's... back to
1: Mandalorian though. Um. Yep. There are so I
0: I really, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say I I really loved uh, just Din's character development overall. You know, at mm-hmm. first when we first see him, he's just like your standard cold, ruthless, badass bounty hunter. But you know when the child comes around and, you know, after the child saves his life, you know, he's, like, <clears throat> starts to bond with the kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, you know, really cares about it and wants to protect it. And, you know, he wants to do what's best for it. And at first he's like, <laughs> you know, life with me is going to be dangerous. But then he realizes that, like, that the Empire to keep sending hunters after him. So he is the best chance of this kid surviving <laughs> in the first place. And then by yeah. the end... um. By the end, his surrogate mother, the Mandalorian, like Armorsmith, is like, uh, you know, he's part, of your clan, he's part of your clan now. And by custom, since you found him, until you can either reunite him with his own kind or um, until he comes of age, uh, you know, he's your son and, mm-hmm. you know, he'll be part of your clan and he's your responsibility. Yeah, that's... which I really hope I really hope he gets a Mandalorian helmet since he's officially a foundling. <laughs> that, like, that would be. Oh come on, that would be, that would be so cool. He got a little green. Yeah, color. that
1: would be kind of cute. But also, just about the Mandalorian, it's just like his moments of like, I'm this big, giant badass, and then Baby Yoda does something, and he's like, oh hell.
0: I, I, ju- I just love the smaller moments like the you know, yeah. when he twists off when he twists off the knob to his like you know, his mm-hmm. hyper shift and he gives it to him because he knows he wants to play with it. I'm just like, oh man, oh.
1: And then and then that's an actual thing about this show that I like is jokes will pay off for yeah. serious moments. Like that yep. knob joke paid off by the fact that he noticed that Baby Yoda wasn't you're in for the little ball, and so he looks over, and he's playing with something else, and it turns to be a necklace that he has on.
0: Yep it's it's the it's the Mandalorian insignia that yep. he uses. It's kind of his like his um it's it's sort of like an ID badge. You know, you show it to another Mandalorian enclave, and you, they know you're an actual Mandalorian and not mm-hmm. just someone wearing armor. And he's and like, he... you know what? You hold on to that. And I'm just like, oh. And he's like, I thought I'm I Mandalorian lost. That. Though. I thought I lost. That. I never thought. Yeah. And, I never thought I'd see that again. Yeah. It was so cute. And just
1: another, like, funny joke that had a serious payoff was IG with the self destruction thing.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Like, again, we talked about it earlier. All throughout episode
1: <laughs> one, he was like, I will self destruct now. He's like, no, no, no.
0: Yep. But it, it it, and like we talked, we talked about it earlier, but it was like it ended up turning into like this big T Two style thing, like, you know, Mando finally, you know, got over his droid prejudice and made a friend with IG and like he's like, No, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this He goes, We have no other choice. You know I this. know you were we mu- sad,
1: but there's no other choice And he's like,
0: <clears throat> I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I I've listened to your voice. I I know I know the difference. I am a nurse. It's okay. It's okay to, it's okay I to be sad. And uh, uh, and he goes. No, my my objective is to protect the child. This is our best way of protecting the child. You understand, don't you? And it's just like, yeah, fine, go ahead. And it's it was all it was almost like that again. The T two like in the lava mm-hmm. thumbs up moment when he like blew up and just took out everybody with him. That was so awesome. Such a good payoff for an amazing character.
1: Yeah. But...
0: Like, like but, IG-11, I think, goes up there with C-3PO, K-2SO, and R2-D2 which, as, like, best droids.
1: Which, by the way, speaking of, like,
0: R2s and all that... That like R two spin. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the oh yeah the mod the modded R two with the long like the long ass arms and legs. Yeah, that the was gondola,
1: weird. The lava gondola driver droid.
0: Yeah. Ooh. That was so weird. And then in the end,
1: he gets killed by Gina Carano, and yeah,
0: like. Oh man, so good. Hopefully, we'll get to actually see. Like, I hope that like. Gina Carano and, like, Carl Weathers, like, kind of form, like, a Bounty Hunter crew with him. I think that'd be dope. Yeah. Or at least, you know, they'll probably at least be re- reoccurring characters. Hopefully, yes. Especially since, um, you know, Din got reinstated in the guild, you know, at least, you know, Grief Grief promised him, him that he'd, you know, be back in the guild when he's ready.
1: Yeah. And also, uh, just, Speaking of characters and all, there, there are a ton of small characters. Like one of the one of the characters in um one of the characters that was in um The Gunslinger was actually played by Steve Bloom. Yep. And there we talked about Bill Burr, but there were a lot of stand-up there were a lot of comedians. In this show, surprisingly. Yeah, Brian Poussaint was in episode one. Yep. And I love his I little... Was wild. I love his little space cabbie
0: character. Yep. <laughs> he was like just space Uber driver just chilling.
1: Yep. And I, f- I forgot who it is now, but the blue guy from episode one. Yep. He's someone too.
0: But yeah, since we've pretty much talked about everything, what are your kind of uh, let's uh go ahead and go into overall thoughts and any kind of predictions for season 2 or stuff we want to see.
1: Um I really I really liked season 1. It definitely I will admit that um that the whole baby Yoda thing is like the the second biggest what the fuck geek surprise i've seen right? recently the only thing that the only thing that for me topped it was the reveal in the doctor who premiere that just happened yep yep but the, <coughs> but until that it was it was Baby Yoda with that reveal, cause nobody yep. saw
0: that coming at all. And I, I am definitely buying a plushie as soon as that comes out. Oh my god, man, so cute! Just take my money now, Star Wars. Take it all. Um, me overall, man, I fucking love this show. I've always loved Mandalorians, Mandalorian culture. Like Mandalorian Armor, just the history, the lore, all that stuff. It's so interesting. This gives me everything I love about Star Wars and more. There's I have mm-hmm. like zero complaints about this show whatsoever. And this was the show along with high school musical, the musical, the series, that made me be like, damn it, you know what? Disney Plus, you are worth it. You are worth it. Yes. I, I love this.
1: Yes, indeed. And I don't know about you, but for me. This has been, like, the most Star Wars-y feeling Star Wars property in a while.
0: Yeah, not since the Clone Wars have I, like, been so excited to see a Star Wars-related show weekly. And that's no offense to Rebels, because Rebels was great, too. But, man, Clone Wars, it was just that next-level shit. Speaking of which, we're we're getting one more season of Clone Wars with a lot where they actually get to finish a lot of the unfinished episodes that were turned into comics and books. So that's really exciting. I'm so hyped. Indeed. So that's going to be great. We're de- we'll definitely be covering that in the future. Do not think that this is the last Star Wars-related episode that we will have because that is far from the truth. Because like I, I said, mean, we, we are got definitely... Clone Wars coming up. We got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up. We got the Cassian Andor show coming up which means we'll get to see K uh, K2SL again, which, you know, Alan Tudyk as a droid always great.
1: Indeed. But you also t- you also talk about like for the future. You talk about for the future. Um do you think of any like
0: actors that you want to see? Like I said, Katie Sackoff as Bo-Katan. I would love to see her, like, show up. You know, I, I would love to know what happened to her. Because, you know, the Darksaber is with Moff Gideon now. Uh, I would love to see an older version of Sabine Wren, Ahsoka Tano, Captain Rex. Any of the Clone Wars characters? Like, just give me some of the Clone Wars characters. <clears throat> Are there
1: any, like, non-returning characters, uh, uh, actors that you'd like to see?
0: Um, I mean... I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to just see more Mandalorians in general. Maybe like played by some like fighters or mm-hmm. like any big like athlete or anybody that's like a huge Star Wars fan. I'd love to see just more expansion on like Mandalorians and you know I, incorporating uh, some old EU old Republic stuff. I would love to see that because like I, the ancient stuff is really interesting.
1: I know. Um, I, I know. Um. This is probably just my bias, I realize, but I would love to see any of the, like, living cast beyond Tudic for Firefly come in for characters.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Gina Torres would be making awesome, like, Bounty Hunter. Yeah.
1: And, and, uh, God, I'm blanking on our name now, River, Summer Glau.
0: Yep, Summer Glau. Summer Glau would be great. Uh, um, I would also love to see like, uh, of course, Nathan Fillion's already been in Star Wars. uh, Mm -hmm. At least like the the sequel trilogy. So, like, maybe we'll see him as an alien again. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Adam Baldwin, he'd definitely be like a perfect, older bounty hunter type character.
0: Yep. I'd love to see who, like, like the Mando who raised Din. That'd be really interesting. I want to see him If he's still around.
1: Yeah. uh, And you know who could be a good person for that? Oh, yeah? Um, If he could take a break from his other show that he's doing right now. Uh, uh, Ron Perlman, maybe. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That would be awesome. And speaking about Ron Perlman, I know he's doing Star Trek right now, but uh, Doug Jones would be cool in this show
0: oh yeah he yeah he, he's really good i would think that'd be pretty awesome
1: also one other person that i would like to see it that could be like a smarmy pilot type i know no one else will get this but kind of like my character in our rpg game jay
0: yep yep i could see that
1: um i would like to see uh for someone like that i know he's expressed interest in another like star wars thing but
0: uh Captain America himself. Oh, man. Chris Evans as a smarmy, like, a Force-sensitive pilot? Yo, that would be so dope. Yeah. I think it would be... I, and I think I think that's definitely something that's going to happen in Season 2. Like, as, you know, Din, like, researches the Jedi and stuff, he'll probably come across other Force-sensitives and all that. So that'll be interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I know they will never do this because even the new reboot series doesn't cover this but i would love it if they at least mentioned the gray
0: i mean the i mean the the clone wars and uh, rebels have touched on like the gray jedi stuff and i mean qui-gon Jinn was confirmed to be a gray jedi so well you never know it could be a thing because
1: definitely baby yoda it seems like he when he grows up he's
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously the Yoda species has a natural affinity towards the light side, and he's going to be mostly light side, but given how he's growing up and, you know, the environment he's in, I definitely think he's going to align more in the gray, uh, you know, side of the spectrum. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. It would be really cool if they end up going to Ilum and uh, getting him a little lightsaber, uh, before Ilum gets turned into Killer race,
1: Yeah, and so I know...
0: I, th- that would be really interesting.
1: I know that they're... Um, that they're not always... Um, they're not always highly looked upon, and it might be expensive to include them, but I would love it if they touched on the Ewoks in Season 2.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I just want to see Warwick Davis. Like Wicked is one of my favorite characters. I, I used to have an Ewoks teddy bear um, as a kid. Loved Ewok. I loved Ewoks. I even watched. I even watched the Ewok special. Like that's how much I love the Ewoks. I know it's terrible, but I still I still have a soft spot for it. Like I understand. Yes, I know the e- both Ewok specials suck, but they're still they're still good to me. They're still good to me.
1: And just because the. The droids specials suck doesn't mean that the droids are bad.
0: Exactly. Although they're not as bad as people, you know, say. I mean, they're bad, but they're not, they're, they're enjoyable in a so bad it's good kind of way. And <coughs> I mean,
1: I'm not sure where it is timeline wise, but I would love it if they had like an, an at least a nod to the game, to the current game.
0: Oh, you're talking about uh, Fallen Order. Fallen yeah. Order takes place, uh, I believe it is. Um, it takes place before A New Hope, I believe. So it's a little too early.
1: Well, at least like a nod.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he uh, like, spoilers for the end. Spoilers for the end of the game, I guess. But he's in the unknown region. So I mean, if they end up going into Wild Space, they could end up running into him.
1: If they really it, want
0: to, you know, do all or that type at least- stuff.
1: Or at least, like, have a Dio in there.
0: Because, like, the, uh... The Dio like droid. like, the, um... Oh, you mean, uh, BD? Yeah. Dio, Dio is the little droid from, um, Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh. My bad. Yeah.
0: The the, the droid from Fallen Order is BD. He's cool. BD. Um, yeah, but, like, the, uh... They're going like a whole like Indi- Uncharted Indiana Jones route with him, and I th- I feel like they're gonna keep him in Wild Space. So they could they could always run into him if they really want to tie it in, because it seems like <laughs> they really want to expand into that type of type of stuff. And it looks like the new canon is uh, doing a lot of focusing on ancient um, Star Wars, because I-, I have a feeling that they're gonna build up to the next trilogy being an Old Republic type thing, but. That's just my, you know, big dream as a Star Wars nerd, but yeah. So those are just overall (laughs) thoughts and feels about the Mandalorian season one, and I only coughed a handful of times, so I feel like that's a success. So um, we have reached that special part of the night where we get to uh, tell you guys what's coming up on, you know, our channels and you know, just in general with us in terms of like videos and all that stuff. Uh, It is plug time. So, Brian, what do you have coming up uh, for the people to know about?
1: The shows are still... Our regular scheduled shows are still kind of on break this week. Uh, So, for me, coming up, it's... um, On Sunday, the actual like proper weekly start of Doctor Who... Yep, part two, Spyfall, which I'm not gonna spoil it because it's so new. Part but... one was
0: mind blowing, man. It was just wow. It there was, was a possibly twist
1: not. It was possibly Chibnall's best episode.
0: There was a twist that none of us saw coming, and I say none of us because uh, we have a group chat where we like, you know, live text TV and stuff. And me, we... me, our friend Mimi, and of course spryan like we we all are <laughs> super into doctor who so like that whole episode we were just like oh my god yo what what is happening uh, don't worry we're gonna do a doctor who episode once the uh <laughs> once the season wraps up
1: apparently if you keep your eye if you keep your ear and rumors and stuff there was a slight rumor involving the twist but not completely And so, I'm being vague, I'll tell off-air, but yeah, a lot of people from I'm seeing, like, from reactions and all that, nobody saw this coming. I'm surprised that they managed to keep this under wraps.
0: Right? And I mean, we were so focused on one thing that we were just, like, we were completely blindsided by, like, the signs. we'll, We'll talk about it in the actual Doctor Who episode, but trust us, it's pretty huge. Um, yeah,
1: but anyway, but beyond that, I believe the next thing coming from me is on Harley Friday, Quinn and
0: Harley Quinn and High School Musical: The Musical: The Series.
1: Yes, which Harley Quinn just continues to get better and better and it's, weirder. Um, and weirder. I,
0: I fucking love this show, man! Like, Indeed. and you want to talk about like a surprising amount of just stacked voice cast. The voice cast for Harley Quinn is phenomenal. And it's a lot of surprises. When, you...
1: Including someone that we've already mentioned who voices a character for the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah, Alan Tunick. He voices Clayface and he is amazing. And he also Man. voices Joker. Yep. So, can you imagine that? Playface and Joker. uh, And and it's kind of funny because his Joker voice also sounds very similar to his Mr. Nobody on Doom Patrol. His his
1: Joker is kind of like a mix of (coughs) Mr. Nobody and Hamill's Joker.
0: Yeah, he definitely has that energy. Uh, Definitely expect a Harley Quinn. but
1: But then High School Musical, the musical of the series, the finale is this. Upcoming Friday? Yep.
0: Thankfully, Wait. though, unlike a certain show that we both loved that was canceled too soon, this show was already renewed for a <clears> too. <throat> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Rise when we talk about High School Musical, the musical, series soon. But the finale
1: me. is coming up, and honestly, even though this is like a different type of show, I, uh, I cannot tell you how that is going to end, because I don't know how that's going to end.
0: Same, and honestly, I love it. I I love, Indeed. I love that Disney Plus has such a wide variety of content, and it's great. Um Indeed. So, for me, uh, for me, in terms of stuff coming up, I actually have to still record my uh, review of the Mandalorian finale, uh, which I'll probably do after this, uh, because I was, I was sick the week that the finale came out, and I was busy most of today's, and obviously I was recording the podcast, so I got to do that. Which, by the too. way,
1: uh, just a quick side note for for those of you who might be new. When we talk about my stuff, it's on YouTube. But when we talk about Jay's stuff, it's on Vlair. Yep,
0: links to both are in the description, as always. Also, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'll am i be recording my review of the Mandalorian finale officially and putting that on my Vlair Um I'm also going to be recording the um, uh, my review of the Steven Universe Future uh, mid-season finale episodes nine and ten uh, because again I was sick, so there's still stuff to catch up on. Um, and I think I'm I'm shooting for Sunday to be when my Witcher review to co- is going to come out. Uh, I've been kind of putting that off because like I I didn't want to watch it while sick because I wanted to p- be able to pay full attention to it while watching the whole thing. But I've heard nothing but great things, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so there's that um, coming up um, in terms of video stuff. I also uh, will be putting up a review of the first two episodes of Dare Me, the new uh, teen mystery drama on USA, which is amazing. It's like Euphoria and Big Little Lies and pretty Little Liars just had a threesome and created an amazing show.
1: Which I unfortunately missed it.
0: It's a really good show. I I, I cannot wait to hopefully <laughs> do an episode when the season wraps up. But it is great. I love it. And, man, just, I really need to know what this this big mystery is. Because, like, the build-up for this show is just amazing. Um, So, that intent into videos, that's what's coming up. And, of course, like, uh, I got like the anime stuff, like My Hero Academia, I'm still doing reviews of and uh, different things like that. Um, the CW shows will be coming back in a couple of weeks, and same with the network shows as well. In terms of network shows that I'm covering, I'm reviewing The Good Place, The Good Doctor, This Is Us, and I'm going to be doing the uh, mid season premiere for A Million Little Things. So I've got a bunch of, you know, TV related content and, on there.
1: And as far as I go for when shows come back and all that, I am going to be doing the a lot of the CW stuff. Uh, the super, of course, the superhero shows uh, minus Flash, and now maybe Supergirl because
0: it doesn't really do that well. Yeah, Same and also me. Doctor Who. Yep. Yep that that's what I'm thinking as well.
1: Um uh, but, but also I, uh, one that I am looking into which hopefully I will at the very least cover the premiere of is uh Zoe's Infinite playlist. I'm
0: I'm doing I know I'm doing that one for sure. That's the, that uh the special premiere is this Tuesday and I'm looking forward to recover, doing the, the premiere. Um and I'm going to be covering that weekly as well. Uh yeah, that's on my list also. So um, if you guys want to um, actually give us feedback, um, the best way to do that is uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps people find the podcast and you know helps us get more plays, and we really appreciate that. And if you want to give us feedback to tell us your thoughts on The Mandalorian or any of the other shows that we have covered on this handful of episodes we've done so far, uh, be sure to email us at channelchasterspodcast at gmail.com. And your emails will be read by uh, you know either of us. And uh, you know we'll definitely share them on the show as well. Um, if you want early access to the podcast, uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Link to the Patreon is in the description down below. And you'll get access to podcast audio before it even goes live on iTunes, Spotify, and all those other places. So if you really love our podcast and you want to help support us and help keep the lights on over here, the Patreon is the best way to do it, and I, I would really appreciate it uh, if you donated. But again, you don't really have to. Just listening to the podcast and you know spreading the word um, helps us, you know, a great deal. And coming up for the podcast, let me just pull up ye old schedule real quick so you guys know uh, what's coming up. So we have, so I can give you guys, you know, good idea. Next week <coughs> we will be covering um, Carolyn Tuesday. Part two. We're switching it up and we're going anime. Carolyn Tuesday is uh, probably one of my favorite new anime of uh, that premiered in 2019 and we actually did an episode on the first part uh, in our original incarnation of Channel Chasers. So I was like, Brian, I think I want to switch things up a little bit, mix, uh, you know, mix things up and uh, do uh, cover some anime content. And besides, you've been wanting to get into more anime and we loved Carolyn Tuesday. So of course, I was like, let's do Carolyn Tuesday part two. That came out around Christmas time, so I figured, you know, this would be a good one. A L- little nice, light-hearted balance since we talked about something so, like, you know, gritty and violent this week. So that'll be fun. Hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Channel Chasers uh, talking about The Mandalorian. And we'll hope to see you guys next week. Until next time, like I always say, once Comic Geek, goes Geek. And once a Star Wars fan, always a Star Wars fan. Till next time, I'll catch you guys later. I have spoken. Peace.
1: See ya.